As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Ron Harrison, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio. I'm your host, Tim Grimes, and joining me tonight, I got my good friends and my co host. First off, we got Miss Kathleen Biffle. How are you tonight, Kathleen? Doing well. Doing, doing well. very well. I know you got, got to the, get out in the creek right. this got, weekend, so I'm excited about that. You're always excited when you get to get in the creek, <laughs> ain't you? It, it was pouring down rain, and we were, we were still out there. Uh, Chad was running the, uh, the combo, and I was running the dredge. And we just kept looking and waiting and waiting for the, the lightning, and we didn't think it was going to. And then when it did, we shot right out of the water. <laughs> It's time to get away from the metal yeah. equipment. And then I went went to my dredge hole and did a face plant, you know. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. But we swimming. were safe. You were safe. That's all that matters. Got you a little bit of gold. and Yes, we did. It's all good. Glad you got it out of your system, and you're good until next weekend. Well, yeah, I'm already itching to go back. I know. We're all itching. So it's like next week we'll all be in the water. Definitely. The whole crew. Well, this bunch here will be there for sure. Yep. Yeah. So great. Glad you get can... a wetsuit because it's going to be cold. You, you better order it. I'm bringing mine. I know. Tonight um, I'll order, order it. Order it tonight. Have Chad on that right now. <laughs> I, I should. <laughs> yeah. Call in the, the producer. Tell him to get your wetsuit ordered and while you're doing the show. <laughs> All yes. right. All right. Thanks, Kathleen, for joining us, and uh, we'll be talking to you here shortly. Also joining us tonight, we got our good friend, Mr. Rich Cooley. How are you, Rich? Pretty good. How's everyone tonight? Doing great. What's our, uh, I know our, our, our silver well, it giveaway. looks like 396 followers. Okay. So far. Uh, hopefully we can get to 500. Mm -hmm. but, uh, and yeah. then we still have that, uh, what is it, 100, or 300 likes. Yep, 300 okay. likes for five ounces of silver donated by MDVIPanforgold.com. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. I was so starting to forget that. Still got that going on, too. So. Awesome, awesome. And we will see you next weekend as well at Bill's, that won't we? That is correct. Great. I'll be at Bill's. Cool. You and Sam? Yep, as far as I know, unless he canceled. He didn't tell me yet. So. All right, good. I'll see you guys. Hopefully Sam and Jess will be there. I know nice. Jess was under the weather. Hopefully she'll get better by then. So get mm -hmm. better, Jess. Yeah, get better, Jess. Want to see you. So you and Sam get down there with Rich. We'll have some fun, like always. So 
good. Can't wait to see you guys. And also joining me tonight, we got him for about 20 minutes, our little buddy, the Indiana Gold Hunter himself, Mr. Dennis Dayton. How are you, Dennis? And I tell you what, I am doing great, and I'm looking forward to um, Bill's Pure Gold. But I tell you one thing, those I ended up, this was supposed to be my weekend off. Mm-hmm. And I think those guys on the other shift were so sick and tired of me taking vacation. <laughs> they're, they're making me work one because I've been, <laughs> I've been having a lot of weekends off this summer. And uh, I was supposed to only have to work Friday, Saturday. And I was so looking forward to, you know, I got off talking about it Friday night with the other guy that I work with. And mm-hmm. his, his name's Mark. And he's worked there with me 20 years. And, and uh, I was bragging, oh, yeah, it'll be great. You know, I just got one more night to go. And, and Come Saturday morning, they come walking in. Oh, yeah, by the way, the guy went ahead and took Sunday, too. I'm like, oh. <laughs> they got you. <laughs> yeah, they got me. But, you know, right. I, I can't be mad because. No, you've had a they, lot off. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of vacation off. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, it, you know, it is it's it is what it is. Right. You got to do what you got to do. And we all understand that. So, hey, but next week, Bills, Pure Gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be there for a week. I, I took long vacation. I've oh, been on dredging there for a while. I'll oh, be there okay. a while. You're going to be there for a whole week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'll be there for a whole week. But I tell you what I'm more excited about is is the guest that we got on tonight because no more than what I talked to him, I like this guy, eh? <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's bring our guest in. Now, now, if you've ever watched any YouTube videos about gold prospecting, I'm sure you've came across this man, Mr. Dan Hurd. How are you tonight, Dan? Oh, hello, everyone. I'm doing really well tonight. Had a nice restful day off today, so uh, my back is feeling somewhat okay. And yeah. I'm just very, very, very honored to be here with you guys tonight. Wow. Well, we're honored to have you here, that's for sure. Now, I want to start off with, now, Dan, D, are you a school teacher? I am. I teach high school, grade 10, 11, and 12. Okay. And what got you into the gold prospecting? Well, actually, um, as a kid, as probably like a 10-year-old or something like that, my dad took me out uh, gold panning to some of the local creeks. Mm-hmm. And it was just a real nice thing that sort of father and son could do together, and we did for a few years on and off. Mm-hmm. Then I sort of got out of it as I grew up, and it went on the back burner, and I kind of forgot about it. But once I had kids of my own, I remembered back to how much I liked doing that with my dad, so I thought hmm, maybe I'll take my own kids out and do some gold panning. Right. I did that, and as I was sort of panning with my kids, I remembered how much I loved it. <laughs> and I got myself hooked all over again. <laughs> as a, like, 35-year-old, I was hooked again. Uh-huh. And, uh, since then, I've just been more and more into it and just continued with the hobby and made it into something a bit more. Right, and then that's when you said, hey, you know, I'm going to start doing some videos on this and... And uh, is that what got you into actually teaching gold prospecting? Well, um, I've been a teacher for 20-plus years now. Right. Um, I'm a normally a, a metalwork shop teacher. Okay. But uh, I, I talk to my students a lot about my own personal hobbies and what goes on on my weekends and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they sort of got into my prospecting, like asking me every morning when I came in what I found on the weekend and asked me to bring some gold to show them. Uh, eventually, cool. a couple of them asked me to bring some gold pans in and teach them how to pan, so I did that. Uh-huh. And then one of the students said, uh, hey, Mr. Hurd, uh, why don't you teach a whole class on this? Right. 
And you know what? I thought about it for a second. I thought, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be good. And uh, so I talked with the kids and made sure there was enough interest. It wasn't just one kid, so mm-hmm. it was enough. And put together a proposal for the principal. The principal went for it, and we started a class. Wow. See, that's we've been a... doing that for three years now. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, that's really And when cool. you think about it, there's a lot of science involved, you know, geology. So Yeah, and actually, technically, uh, it's a science credit the students are getting okay. for the class awesome. because we do uh, sort of like an earth science uh, curriculum with it, mm-hmm. as well as the whole prospecting, going on field trips and all that. Oh, and wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah. as now, do you ever build any equipment with the students? Yep, uh, because I'm a shop teacher, uh, I definitely I teach the whole class in my metal workshop. Right, and uh, we we do build quite a few things, starting from just a simple bucket classifier, um, right up into the end. We'll do uh, some sort of sluice, high banker finishing sluice, mm-hmm. something like that, as our final big project. See, that's really cool. They should do that here in the states. <laughs> <laughs> You might be on to something, Dan. I mean, why don't they teach that here? You just have to find the right person to sort of spearhead it in each school, someone that's got that interest, and get the ball rolling. But, I mean, because, I mean, you think about it, the history alone, you know, in gold mining and stuff like that, you'd think it's something that would be taught in the schools. I, I would think it'd be a great class. You know? Yeah. Actually, in our uh, social studies classes, they have a whole unit on the gold rush. Mm-hmm. And uh, the social teachers in my school often bring me in to do part of that unit with them, mm-hmm. uh, just so I can, I'll show them how gold panning is done and explain to them what a gold rush, in, like generalized a gold rush is, mm-hmm. and um, have a little bit of a chat about one of the local gold rushes we had right here in the Okanagan. Because you're up in, uh, in BC, right? BC, Canada, yeah. Right. Okay. Now, how far do you have to go to access a place to prospect? Well, uh, my main claim is about a half hour behind my house, uh, oh. just up in the hills behind my house. I'm really lucky that way that it's so close. Yeah, very nice. Uh, but uh, the other claims are I keep everything within about two hours' drive of my house mm-hmm. just so I can make sure I can get there, do something, and get back in one day. Sure. Makes sense. See, that's that's really great that you have that within a half an hour, and it's your own claim, you say, right? Yeah. And you yeah. also teach people how to buy claims and stuff like that, too? Well, I have um, a bunch of videos about uh, staking claims and how to put in the work reports for the government and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I do buy and sell claims as a side business. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, definitely put out some sort of words on, on the videos about that sort of how to make sure you get the right ones and don't get ripped off and and that kind of thing. So you uh, could tell me one of your good claims, right? <laughs> I, I could. Uh, the best ones aren't for sale. I'll tell you that uh, one right now. The best ones uh, I keep for myself, for sure. Just makes, uh, makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do you do, do you sell claims in the States or just up in Canada? Well, you know, every, every jurisdiction is going to have their own rules, I'm sure. Right. And here in B.C., you have to... You have to have what we call a free miners license, and that is only available to Canadian citizens. So okay. I can't actually sell a claim to an American citizen oh. unless they unless they have a, like a relative or something like that that lives in Canada mm-hmm. and hold the claim for them. Because you have to have that. 
I, I don't think you have to be a citizen. I think you just have to live in Canada for more than half the year. Oh, okay. Well, Uncle Dan, I was trying to tell tell the guys that I work with <laughs> um, that you know you had some good claims. Yep, there, there's some nice ones out there. That's for sure. Oh, up that way, yeah. I I can only imagine what it's like up there for you guys because now but you guys are regulated too you guys can't use dredges right oh no we we are oh the rules are so strict up here mm-hmm. i'd love to dredge that looks like so much fun <laughs> come on uh, down <laughs> it looks so relaxing too just floating in the water there that oh but um no we're not allowed to dredge at all uh we're not allowed to use river sluices and our high bankers uh the discharge from our high bankers has to 100% soak into the ground. None oh. of it can flow back to the, the creek. Okay. But you're not yeah. allowed to use a river sluice, but you can use a high banker? You can use a high banker as long as none of the water gets back to the creek. Right. And what's yeah. the reason What's the reason they won't let you use a sluice box, though? They're, they're very worried about silt in the water for the fish. Now, there's uh, lots of people that argue that uh, the amount of sl- uh, silt that a uh, river sluice creates would have no harm at all to those fish. In fact, uh, some people say it's good for sure. the, the cleaner gravels that are created. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, unfortunately, the government doesn't see it that way. The government don't see it that way. It makes sense. Being right, you have, like to have, have to have like a settling pond or something. That way it settles before it goes back into anything. Exactly, yep. Wow. So no dredging, period. You can come on down here. We'll take you dredging. Oh, I'd love to. Anytime. Just let us know. Have you ever been to the U.S. to, what was to that? prospect? Have you been to the U.S. to prospect? Not to prospect. I uh, definitely uh, traveled through uh, for vacations whatnot, but I've never gone prospecting down there. Um, a couple of trips I thought about bringing, like, the gold pan, but just not knowing the local rules. I didn't want to infringe on anyone's territory or break any rules. Right. So. Yeah, well, I held off on that for sure. Well, next time, <laughs> you'll have to give us a call and tell us Definitely. you're coming through, and we'll say, "Yeah, we'll say, oh yeah." You don't even have to bring nothing. That's the best part. You don't have to bring no equipment. We already have it all. Oh yeah. Right. So you just call us, say, "Hey, I'm coming through Ohio or Indiana, and uh, we'll take you out with us." That'd be great. We'd have fun. That's quite a hike for him. <laughs> yeah, but if he's going through this way on like vacation. He can stop in, and we'll take him out. Oh, if I know ahead of time, I'll make sure I'm off. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, definitely. We'll take a sick day. I might day. take you guys up on that someday. Oh, it's, well, the offer stands anytime. Yeah. Just let us know. We'll take a sick day at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call in, and all of a sudden, we'll, we're sick. Yeah, that could work. We'll take Dan out, let him do some dredge, and just put him on a dredge and let him go. Right? Yeah. Uh, he won't want to go back. Probably not. Gets that, and I'm telling you. No, because it's like once you... I won't, I won't say that there's no dredging that happens in B.C. Because right. Because actually there is a fair amount of people that do it mm-hmm. against the rules. Mm-hmm. And they just do it quietly off in the backwoods where no one sees sure. and hope they never get caught. Right. Uh, but but yeah, it's legally, right. no, we can't do it. <laughs> On paper, you cannot. I yeah. understand I think that. I think that happens in California, too, uh, you know, you're not supposed to not. And I think what happened was I think some some of the politicians from California went to Canada and started that no dredging crap, too. <laughs> or they came from Canada and went to California and started that no dredging crap. One or the other. But yeah, 
We approve of dredging. We are pro dredging for sure. Awesome. So, all right. So now, where was we? We we tend to wander off course sometimes. It, uh... Hey, no worries. <laughs> I think we, I, I, I did an A for you. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's what I want. I, I think there we were go. talking about before we were establishing that that Dan's my uncle. Right. Now, what were you, what were you saying about having claims if you were related <laughs> in Canada? <laughs> claims up here for my relatives. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Uncle well, Dan. Uncle Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Dan. Hey, if you guys ever come up to Canada here and want to do some prospecting up here in BC, I will make sure I find a good one for you to go and play on. Sweet. Well, oh, that's I, sweet. I'll <laughs> take. I promise you, I'll take you up on that. Yeah. Someday. You never know. Yep, I'm sure Dennis and Kathleen would for sure. Oh, yeah, the wandering buffalo. Wandering buffalo crew would always <laughs> make wander. it up that way someday <laughs> and see ya. It'd be tough for me, but if I could, I sure would. Yeah. Hopefully you get to the states and we'll we'll take you out too. So, all good, all fun. So, yeah. Anyhow, so you do you you buy and sell claims up there in Canada? And yep, uh, I buy and sell claims. I try to keep it as honest and uh, as possible. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that do that here. That um, oh, I won't I won't call them shysters or anything like that. But they're I don't necessarily trust them completely. Right. Um, but uh, I try to keep things on the up and up as much as possible and uh, definitely do not try to screw anyone over or anything like that at any point. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure that they get what they want. And uh, one thing that uh, some of the claim sellers up here do is they will just buy them sight unseen and then, and then flip them okay. and never actually even set foot on the claim. Right. Uh, I make sure that every one of my claims that I go and prospect oh, okay. myself there you I go. go on. I work it. I see what I see. What's there? I see what the access is like. I check out the gold, how good it is, and then sort of price it accordingly, just to make sure that everything is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, say uh, Dennis wanted to come up and buy a claim. Yes. And you say you you help people. You tell them like what to, what to look for, stuff like that. What would he yep. What would he be looking for? Well, first thing I would do is I would ask what what he what he's looking for. If does like is access important to him? Is it, is it important that he can drive right up to the river, mm-hmm. or is walking in okay for him? Because mm-hmm. that's one of the big different like that's the big variable in our claims. Okay, uh, access there. Um, whether or not he's looking for a nugget claim or like flower gold, okay. um, as we have both here. But like the nugget claims, you can go for a couple of days without finding a nugget or without finding anything. Right. Where like flower gold claims, every single pan has ten or twenty pieces in it. Oh. Uh, so, so mm-hmm. you, that's important for what the person wants that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, a few other things like what's their price range? What what are what can they afford? Sure. Okay. Makes and then sense. a big thing for a lot of people up here is whether or not it's got camping on it. Because a lot of people are just doing this recreationally. They, they just want a place that they can go and camp for a weekend, have fun gold panning, maybe run the high banker. Uh, so a lot of people ask whether or not it's got good camping on it or close to it. Okay. And one, once he told me those sort of three things, I could sort of look through my list and find one that fit his needs, and we'd go from there. Oh. So basically pretty simple. Yeah. Nice. And uh, just roughly, I mean, don't have to be exact. What's like a price of one go for? Price of a claim? Uh, yeah. Anywhere between about 500 and $5,000. Oh, okay. 
All right. Um, now, there are some that are considerably more than that, but sure. those are usually the ones that would turn into actual placer mines. Mm -hmm. um, the, the more recreational stuff would be in the 500 to $1,000 range. Oh, wow. Well, that's so not bad at all. Really? Yeah. And now, every year, do you guys have the filing fees and stuff like that, too? Uh, for the claims up here, if you work the claim and submit a report to the government saying that you've worked it, mm -hmm. Uh, it extends the due date. So you get it for a year to start with, mm -hmm. and then the rule of thumb is every eight hours worth of work you put onto a claim extends its due date by another year. Oh, really? So it, it's not taxing at all. Like it's, it's not hard to put in eight hours onto a claim. Gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be real easy to do. Yeah, especially if you've got a couple buddies with you. You know, three mm -hmm. people go out there and put in a one afternoon, and you've got a year or two more. But, I mean, so every year you don't have to pay a filing fee and stuff like that, like on the claim to keep it and stuff like that. You guys no, don't. If you, if you don't work the claim, like if you want to keep the claim but you haven't worked it, mm -hmm. uh, then you do have to pay to keep it, which okay. can get expensive. Oh. Uh, so you, you kind of want to make sure you work all your claims each year. Just well, so yeah. So what's the reasoning behind, you know, the government wanting you to work it? I think it's just so people don't sit on claims and let them go stagnant uh, and, like, have a claim that's in someone's name that never gets used. So I think they just want people to be out there actively working and prospecting claims. That's actually a great idea. But And how do they know that? Yeah, you have to report every year? Uh, you have to report, well, every time, every time you report, you extend that due date for however many hours you put onto it. And you can, you can bank them up for to up, up to 10 years. So if I put a lot of hours into one claim, I could submit one report this year, okay. and it would be good. I wouldn't have to submit another one for 10 years. Wow. Oh, wow. So what do you just fill out a paper saying, uh, I was there on 10, 16, 16 for 12 hours, blah, 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 and then you submit that form to your government, and that's you it? You have to submit photos. <laughs> or do you guys submit yeah, photos? Much. Um, they, they like the photos, for sure. Okay. They like to have proof that you're not just saying that yes. you've been there. Um, but um, actually, photos aren't required, but mm -hmm. I know I make sure I put them with all of my reports just to make sure they never come back questioning me. Wow. You just tell them to subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, just put the link in there. <laughs> I you have 5,000. I, I almost did that. I had one of the ladies from the ministry call me just to clarify something I put in my report. Uh -huh. I almost entered just a link to that day because I videotaped that day me working. That's all you got to do. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect, Kathleen. Yeah, gosh. That make it easy, but I like yeah. that. That's pretty cool. I mean, you don't have to pay no no fees or nothing. You just go and work it. So you're not being like a land hoarder. You're just getting out there. You're using the claim. You're working it. You're enjoying it. So it's getting put to some use. It's just not there, keeping yeah, everybody yeah. off of it. So no, I like that. I think they should do that here. That that'd be great. Kind of like that. Very cool. Nice. And like I said, you do teach people how to buy and sell them if, or, you know, purchase a claim if they wanted one. And that's that's awesome. And you got how many YouTube videos now, Dan? Oh, I don't know what the number is now. <laughs> it must be close to 200 by now. Uh, I know I'm coming up. I'm coming up close on the uh, million views of, oh, wow. the, of the videos. So congrats. Eight or nine hundred thousand. Got like right over fifty three hundred subscribers too. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've only been awesome. doing videos for what two years? I think. I think it's been about three 
three years doing videos. Uh-huh. And I started out like really simple. I know uh, we went up to the claim behind my house here once on New Year's Day, and like middle of winter, we have three or four feet of snow up there. We get a lot of snow here in the winter. And so we just went up there to have fun and play around, and I, I took my pan with me, not even knowing if I'd find any gravels under this. But I, I was able to find a bit of gravel, and I panned a little bit that day, and I took a few snapshots. I think my first video was nothing but still shots sort of put together. Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of had fun doing that, so I did a few more and uh, got a little bit more creative in the like actual videos rather than just snapshots, and started enjoying doing that, so... Continued with it, yeah, because it's and almost going on a million views. Almost a million views now, yeah, in just two to three years. Very nice. Congrats! And uh, you you make a little bit on the advertising, Mm -hmm. not even enough to pay for my internet connection, but uh, (laughs) every couple months you get a little check from Google saying that you made some money on your your videos, and that's kind of nice. Very cool. So, what's your what was the your all time favorite video that you made? On YouTube, yeah, of your prospecting well, no, videos. I don't know if I have a favorite video. I do have a favorite claim. Okay. That's for sure. And I've done a few videos of that one. Uh, it's the Thompson River, mm-hmm. and it's in one of our more arid areas here of the province, quite like almost a desert-like area. Mm-hmm. And um, just the most beautiful claim with green, green water, clear green water going by, and there's a train track on the backside mm-hmm. of the, the river, the far side from where we work. So... Uh, Every hour or so, a train goes by. Uh, great big, big, big boulders down in the, like in the dried up riverbed, so mm-hmm. above high water, but still in the riverbed. And it's just the most beautiful spot. Yeah, I'm closing my eyes. I can see it. I can picture it. Salmon we were in there the river. About, uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> my wife and I, and uh, we just went for a night basically to get away, do a little bit of panning. Uh, brought the kayak with me because I wanted to see what the other side of the river held. So I threw the kayak in and crossed the river, and I managed to pull myself a nugget out of the far side of the river, oh, which wow. was uh, awesome. a bear, a, quite a surprise for me. Yeah. So yeah, I watched that one. That was cool. Very nice. So you that, that was the one with the canoe you went across, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you was really fighting the current there for a little bit, pedaling your butt off. I'll tell you. Oh, the, the river looked so calm. Like, standing on the side, it looks like the water is just calmly moving by. But yeah, it does. When you, get, when you get in it, oh, my goodness, it's moving fast. <laughs> yeah, you, you look like you were uh, you were throwing water there. Uh, that paddle. Paddle was a moving, huh? Oh, yeah. He was, it was left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see that. At point, I was paddling as hard as I could yeah, yeah, I see not that. making any headway. Oh, man. How wide was this river? See, I didn't see that video. Oh, the river, uh, I would about say a, it's about 100 feet, but I don't know. I would say about 200 feet wide at that yeah. point. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was different on video. So yeah. It's still kind of a wide creek. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have we have uh, two, in my area here, we have two big rivers. Uh, the Fraser River, which, you know, at some places it can be like a, a quarter kilometer across. Right. It can be a, a big river. And then the Thompson River, that's the one that I was just talking about. I'll be darned. Wow. But most of our prospecting around here is on much smaller creeks. Mm-hmm. creeks they're like two feet wide type thing. Right. The ones that just come down out of the mountains and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Although the, the Fraser River, our biggest river here, is just 
loaded in gold. And the uh, neat thing about the Fraser River, it doesn't matter where you dig. You can, like, it doesn't matter. You throw a rock, and wherever that rock lands, you go and dig there, mm-hmm. and you will find gold. No kidding. Uh, the gold I've seen your so, videos on that. Wow. Yeah, it's so well dispersed. It's everywhere. The only place in the Fraser you don't find gold is the big sandbars, which are nothing but fine sand. Mm-hmm. And the gold just doesn't, doesn't deposit in the sand. But anywhere there's gravel, there's gold. That is awesome. Man, you're lucky to have and, that. And the color of the water where you prospect, I don't know what gives it that color, but it's, it's gorgeous. Well, on the so Thompson there, that beautiful green water, that is just yeah. the most amazing green water. When you get over to the Fraser, the Fraser is known for always being muddy. Uh, it's like chocolate milk coming down the Fraser River. So it, it's an always a muddy river. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Thompson, just beautiful, clear green. Very cool. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we come sure. back, and we'll we'll open up the phone lines and take a few calls for Dan. So we will be right back, everybody. Do you like to mine for gold? Enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock? Enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate, unite, and help the small miners and public land users on their rights. Rights given to us by God. Do you want access to great mining claims? For a small tax-deductible donation to their Miners Legal Fund, your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across America for an entire year. AMRA challenges the USFS, BLM, EPA, and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands. You are who pays these people's wages. It is time they listen to us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. Just stopped by on my way home. Only found a few specs. Garage looks great. You even got your cleanup sluice set up. Wow, look at all that gold. Yep, that's Jimbo's gold. Who's Jimbo? I thought we were prospecting partners. That's Jimbo's gold pay dirt. Got honey-do list done, happy wife, and left me time to run my pay dirt and watch the big game. No equipment to move, no sore back, plus all that gold and a happy wife? Looks like we're both going to be digging into some Jimbo's gold. Yep, when you can't get to your honey hole because you have honey-do's, just remember Jimbo's gold at www.jimbosgold.com. You're listening to Prospectors Radio on the Gold Prospectors Space Network. 
Phone lines are open. Have a question? Give us a call. 419-520-7574. All right, everybody. We're back with our guest tonight, Mr. Dan Hurd. All right. This is where I turn it over to Kathleen and Rich. You guys got some questions for Dan? Go ahead. Go ahead, Kathleen. Yeah, so you are in British Columbia. Yep. What time is it over there for you? Is uh, it mountain it, time? It, or? Five o'clock. Just turned over at five o'clock. Okay. All right. And I, I love, you know, I love your videos, and um, it, it seems like your wife is your your prospecting partner. Was she always involved in this and interested in it? Oh, she is great. She, I think she humors me a lot by uh, coming out and uh, <laughs> helping out uh, doing some digging and panning and whatnot. Uh, that claim I just said uh, that I love so much in the Thompson River, that's her favorite. Whenever we go out there, she always wants to go out to that one. Uh, now, she's awesome being able to sort of allow me to uh, go out and do all this uh, prospecting. Uh, it's great that she uh, gives me the time, if you will. Uh, make freeze up some time that I can go do this, but she doesn't go out all that often with me. Once or twice a year, for sure. Typically, uh, it is my uh, my buddy Pete or my dad Doug who go out. Uh, they're my partners, if you will. Okay. Okay. How many children do you have? I got two kids, Alex and Evan, two little redheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, they love it. Are, what are they? Oh, much? no, this, this is this is going to be a test. I think uh, Evan is eight and Alex is 11. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. They can tote them buckets for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> we, have, we have five, but only one likes to come with us, so. <laughs> Big helper, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And it's so nice being able to go and do something, spend time with them outdoors by the creek. Oh, yeah. My son Evan absolutely loves rocks in general. Collecting rocks and yeah, anything to do with rocks, he loves it. <laughs> you know all about that. What was your experience What's... since you've been prospecting? You caught up. Yeah, you're breaking up real bad, Kathleen. Oh, I'm on. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Ask it again. Uh, what was your most rewarding experience prospecting? most rewarding experience is the opportunity to spend some time with my family out there for sure. Um, like there's, there's been days where like I stumbled across that great nugget, which is really exciting at the time for sure. And it really gets the blood going, but the, the chance to go out there, spend time with the kids panning or spend time with my wife, Dana, or, or my dad. It's so nice having something to do with my dad. He's pushing mid seventies now. And it's great having that sort of opportunity to get out and do stuff with him again. Yeah, it is. Here's a caller real quick, Kathleen, and we'll get back to you, okay? Uh, all right, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Terry from Western Washington. How are you doing tonight? Outstanding. Thank you for asking. Oh, How about yourself? Doing great, buddy. You got a question for Dan? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. I'm interested in, Dan, I'm interested in uh, prospecting, just taking a summertime trip out there to uh, B.C., uh, living in western Washington, just a little bit south of the border, actually. And I just want to know uh, what kind of regulations and all they have for recreational prospectors to just come up and do some panning uh, and public lands, where to go up there. Well, uh, 
There's two things I can tell you. Uh, in BC here, we have probably about two dozen uh, recreational panning reserves. So areas of the good rivers that have gold in them uh, that have been set aside just for people, random people to go play and have fun. Uh, the rule there is that you can only uh, prospect with a pan and shovel. Of course, classifiers are fine, but basically just your basic gold panning is done at those claims. And it's free for everyone. Everyone can go. Uh, the best one in BC is at Yale, just north of Hope. But the, the Yale uh, Public Panning Reserve is probably the best place for the average person to just go and prospect, like, recreationally pan in BC. Uh, also, in BC here, any land that is not claimed, any uh, public land that's not claimed, you're allowed to go uh, panning on. Uh, okay. As long as it's not private or uh, First Nations Reserve uh, uh, so and not claimed, you can go. You can go pan on it. Is there is there any decent uh, metal detecting up there? To go up there, and bring my gold detectors, and go, go up there and maybe detect for for nuggets or. Uh, I, I, yes, yes, there is. It's not something I've ever really got into. I got myself a uh, Garrett AT Pro, uh, AT Gold actually. Uh, so I have done a bit of metal detecting, but it's not something I've ever really got myself into. I've never actually found a piece of plaster gold with it, uh, but I do hear of some people that go into some of the more nuggety areas and with the metal detectors find some bigger pieces of gold. I see. So we don't really need to file with a go with a, with like a provincial government or anybody any particular government entity to just go up there and pan for gold or metal detect as long just as long as it's an open area that and and, and a, or a reserve area uh, that that's set aside for uh, just anybody to go up there. And we're good then. You're good. Yeah. You don't you don't need to get a license or anything like that. And if you just went onto the internet and did uh, a search for public panning reserves in BC you would get a list of all the reserves with nice maps showing where, where to go. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. Again, That's the my Yale bar, <laughs> Yeah, the Yale Bar is the best place to go. Okay. Thanks for the tip. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for calling. Enjoy your show. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. All right, Kathleen, back to you. <laughs> So you were talking about the free miners license. Yes. Earlier, and, and and that's only for Canadian residents. Yeah, uh, the free miners license uh, allows you to own a claim. That's basically okay. all it does. It allows you to own a claim. If you own a claim, then you have all these other things you can do, high banking and that kind of stuff. Uh, but in order to own a claim, you have to have that free miners license. Is there like a limited amount of licenses that they give, or it's anybody uh, who? No, nope, anyone that applies for it, uh, as long as you sort of follow, if you, you you meet the requirements, as in living in Canada for at least half the year. I think you have to be at least sixteen years old, and there might be a couple other rules, but they're very very easy, simple rules. And uh, yeah, it costs you twenty five dollars, and you mm -hmm. have it's like a fishing license. Kind of like a fishing okay. license, miner's license. Fishing for gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is the interest in prospecting really high in, in British Columbia? Oh, very much so. And, you know, shows on TV like Gold Rush, oh, those yeah. kind of things have really, really spiked the interest. Uh, and, well, what was it, about two years ago?
ago when the gold prices were spiked through the roof mm-hmm. uh, and those shows were on TV, sort of the combination of those two things, it was like a little mini gold rush going on here in B.C. Oh, gosh, I can imagine. All right, Kathleen, we got another caller, okay? Okay. All right. All right, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, Shirley. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Arizona right now. <laughs> oh, hiya tonight, Shirley. Oh, getting Shirley. aggravated because I keep losing my signal. Hey, how are you doing, Kathleen? <laughs> you, hey, everybody. <laughs> you need, you need to park so you don't lose the signal. <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's in and out, in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm a fellow Canadian. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's <laughs> Yeah, I used to live in Chilliwack, used to go to school, used to fish in the Fraser and that. I didn't realize there was gold in there. Oh, yes. Uh, down by Chilliwack, um, there is still, you can still find some, but it, because the river slowed down out into the delta so much more, that uh, the gold has settled out. So you pretty much have to go above hope before you start okay. getting into the gold. Has anybody found any like in and around Bridal Falls? Uh, yeah, there is some there, but that is getting down a bit lower in the Fraser, where the water, where the, the Fraser River sort of slows down, and right, because right. it starts slowing down into the delta there, uh, the gold has dropped, most of the gold has dropped out by that point. All right, so you're up by uh, Princeton or Penticton? Uh, I'm up by Penticton, uh, Kelowna area, yeah. Right, right, yeah. My summer's out in Vernon, so I know where you are at, out at the old cadet camp out there. So um, even though I'm not living in, in Canada right now, I can still purchase a, a mining claim since I'm if a Canadian? If you're a Canadian citizen, yes, even if you don't live in, in Canada. All right. So how would I go about uh, applying for it? Um, now everybody's going to want to be my friend down here. <laughs> hey, Shirley. Here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Shirley's our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not living in Canada at the moment, it's a little bit difficult for you, not just right. because uh, one of the steps in getting your free minor certificate is you have to show your face in the government office to prove you're a real person. Um, right. I think you can actually email the them some ID and documents to do it rather than showing your face. But typically here, everything's done online. Everything's done online to, to buy your free minor certificate. But the last step is actually going into the office to prove you're a person. Shirley? Well, oh, I think we lost Shirley. Oh, she, she, she must lost have, her signal. Yeah, she lost, lost her signal. <laughs> it was like, quiet, quiet. Nope, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, now, Shirley and her husband uh, travel across the United States for their their work. They 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 drive a truck, so they're always posting different locations of where they're at, and it's always interesting to see where she's <laughs> gonna mm-hmm. be gonna but, be. But if she's a Canadian citizen, she that's cool. Yeah. She could still get a claim. So, yep, very interesting. See, yeah, Shirley is our friend. <laughs> <laughs> No, she is actually. Something that has uh, become a little bit controversial up here is that there's a lot of claims being bought up by Chinese. Really? And, um, yeah, because we have a fairly large Chinese population here in B.C., especially Mm -hmm. in the Vancouver area. Okay. And um, a lot of claims are being bought up by Chinese individuals or companies. And um, a lot of the prospectors up here are wondering if 
possibly that is going against that sort of living in Canada for half the year rule, because they're pretty sure a lot of these people aren't from here at all. Right. Um, now, that being said, there's we, we have a great Chinese population down here, like um, down Vancouver and Richmond, there's a lot of them, and mm-hmm. awesome people. Right. Some of the nicest people you've ever met. They're, gr- they're great. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are really getting into the gold mining okay. up here. And we have a huge history in B.C. of Chinese gold mining, right back in the gold rush days. Like, the Chinese were the ones that did the, the major mining around here in the day. So it's kind of co- come full circle again. Right. Is there a lot of commercial mining up there? Um, yes. Most of the commercial mining is hard rock mining up here. Um, both gold and copper, well, and all sorts of other things, too. Um, plaster mining... Not so much. We do have it, especially up around uh, the Barkerville Wells area. There's lots up sort of in the northern parts. Um, but the big mining here in BC is all hard rock stuff and big mines, like really big mines. Now, hard rock mining, is that something that you've tried before? Oh, I dabble a little bit. Uh, I have two hard rock claims, and... Um, mm-hmm. I, I sort of work them like the plaster claim. Uh, they're old mines. They're old mines from, like, the turn of the century. And uh, the mine dumps that they left behind, uh, because they're about 100 years old now, sitting on the surface, that the, they've been weathered a lot. Oxygen has sort of got rid of the iron out of the rocks and freed up a lot of the gold. Uh, so it's kind of fun to run the, the mine dumps through the sluices and the gold cube and those kind of things and see what gold has sort of been left behind. But no, I'm not into the actual, you know, tunneling in, blasting out, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, you've learned, you know so much about gold, and you teach a course in high school, which is great, I, I, that you're teaching the young generation about prospecting and mining, and, and that's something I, I definitely support. Have you ever thought of doing a book deal, or do you have one? A book deal? Uh, that's not really me. <laughs> that's just not something I would be, uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's just not something I've ever thought about, really. And just Well, I guess like, that leads me to my next question about your goals for uh, prospecting and mining. Is it more of a, a hobby, or is it something that you would, would love to make a living doing? A little bit of both. Um, it is definitely my hobby, for sure. Love it. It's a great pastime. Uh, my, my main claim, the one that's about half hour behind my house, I've just recently put in all of the permits and everything to put some machinery on it. Just very simple. Bobcat with a wash plant. That's all I, I'm planning up there. Very and, simple. Yeah, very yeah. simple. And um, so... I can see me developing that into something more in the future. Um, and yeah, that would be great. That'd be awesome if I did. Um, but right now it's still just a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I I just saw a, uh, a question go by on the forum there about, uh, what about reality? Yeah. I've seen that too. Yep. What about (laughs) Um, it? I've, I've actually been asked a couple times and I had an, an interview with, uh, one production company. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the one that has gone through kind of recently, it wasn't for me. They wanted someone to go and live 
off the grid basically for a long period of time on the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the one everybody's been <laughs> I, applying I for. that one. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. no, it, it is definitely possible in the future. Um, that kind of excites me to do something like that. Now, you wouldn't want to go live off the grid and just find gold for a while? I would love to. Okay. But being that I'm a high school teacher, I have a full-time career that I can't. Right, right. Serve. That's the problem. And, and I have a, a full-time yes. family yes. that I can't just up and leave. That, uh, yes. Right now, that wouldn't be in the books for me. Yeah. I, just, I couldn't go and take three or four months away from life. Right, and it not be guaranteed to make you a fortune because I know it's like they uh, – we're looking for people, and, and a lot of yeah. people have been applying and stuff. But it's like, yeah, you know, you got a full time job, and you, like you said, a full time family. It's hard just to yeah. walk away for a couple months. And yeah, you know. I got approached, and um, it was just well, eight weeks in the wilderness alone. <laughs> yeah. I might be get, I might get eaten by a bear. My kids would miss me. <laughs> yeah, you got kids and stuff. Yeah, it's. it's it is, is it worth it? It's, you know, it, that's the you biggest know, question. I, and, you know, as long as you have a vision, the right one will be for you. Sure. And it, yeah. it'll feel right. Oh, yep. yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Nice. Now, now, uh, do you ever get into gemstones? Are yep. there gemstones up there? Oh, I, I, love, I love gemstones. One I of the problems too. here in BC is we just don't have them. Uh <laughs> We have we have a few. Uh, I've got one claim up by Vernon, so hour and a half or so from my house, that has beautiful peridot crystals. Ooh. Beautiful, perfectly oh, clear wow. lime green peridot crystals. Nice. I love that. Um, I don't think we have that here, do we? I have never seen none. No. Uh-uh. Oh. Uh. That, uh. That's I, exotic I, for us. <laughs> oh, I, I love the look of uh, peridot. It, it's this pale lime green, oh, but it's so it's so crystal clear. It just it catches the light. It's beautiful. Uh, but that's really the only gemstone we have in any kind of quantity around BC. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we have got garnets everywhere, but, you know, everyone's got garnets yeah. everywhere. Um, we have flint. And- <laughs> don't, don't get me started. <laughs> we have that's Ohio's gemstone. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I love... I love searching for gems. Um, I actually help run the local rock and gem club here in town, uh, the local lapidary club. And um, I hold all the claims for the club for agates and opals and awesome. the peridot and that kind of stuff. Hey. We do have beautiful opal up here. Wow. Oh. Beautiful opal. And agates everywhere. Oh, God. Agates everywhere around here. This would be a great nice. place. Here's another caller for you guys. Sure. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Well, good evening. Uh, this is Jim Hamilton calling from uh, the cold village of Phoenix, Arizona. How are you tonight? Jimbo. <laughs> Not too bad. How about yourself? Doing great, buddy. Doing great. See, Outstanding. Yes. You got a question for Dan? I certainly do. Um, Dan, it's good to finally talk to you. I've uh, seen the majority of your videos, I think. Oh, great. And... Uh, well, my question is more on the connection between you being a, a basically a high school teacher as well as a prospector. Have you gone into any of the the chemistry and geology mixture that in, that is involved with hard rock mining as far as 
you know, what chemicals you can use to extract the precious metals and how to I, do it safely. I talked to the students a bit about uh, the chemistry uh, of mining. Um, I don't, I can't go that deep into it. It's just not that level of course. It's not a university or science type course. I have to keep things fairly simple for the high school students. Uh, I do, I, I play around a little bit to just show them sort of the application of chemistry in general in mining. We do a little bit of dissolving of sulfides with different acids just to show them uh, a rock that looks like absolutely nothing and you put an acid overnight or something and then seeing what comes out afterwards. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the more dangerous chemicals that have been used. Uh, yeah, the cyanides, the arsenics, the mercuries, uh, and what that has sort of done to the environment and why we are careful with those now. Uh, so I do, I touch on the chemistry a little bit, but being that the students aren't at that level, I can't get deep into it. Okay, yeah, okay, good answer. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. I wasn't sure if you know, having the, you know, the school behind you might might help you push some of your more advanced members into something like that or advanced students. Yeah, well, some of the more advanced students are the students that are are really into it, really young ho and want to go into this. Uh, this is more like a, a feeler-type course. This gets them excited about it, and then we definitely start pushing them in the direction of the earth science at the college or the university and trying to get them to further their education that way. Okay, okay. So, yeah, being that you know, a big difference between Canada and the U.S. is Canada's still promoting their mining um, as they as they should. Right. In the U.S., unfortunately, you know, the political aspect is not promoting mining, and they're kind of promoting more of an anti-mining. Right. Right. Well, here in schools, here in BC, mining is a huge, and I mean huge, part of our economy. Um, yeah. Especially especially down in Vancouver. Uh, I don't have the stats with me right now, but Vancouver are are. It's not our capital city, but it's our main city in BC. Is so big in the mining industry. All the head offices of all these mining corporations are all sort of centered around the one city. And uh, our economy in BC here is a huge mining is a huge portion of it. So yes, we do promote it because it's what's keeping our uh, our economy alive. Okay, yeah, and it'll continue to do so for decades to come. Um, oh, yeah. Canada's not real small, so... <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of land up here, yes. <laughs> and have, have you personally done any... Um, let, me, let me pause the question there. Um, you know, this weekend I was doing a, a chemical assay of some very heavy sulfides, both uh, copper sulfides and iron sulfides. And we did end up finally getting some gold out of it, but it, it took a long time to let the, uh, the nitric do its job. And uh, my my kiln was really small, so we had to do eight different batches just to get it all done. Are you doing anything like that up there? Do you have a lot of sulfides, or are you in more of a... Um, trying to get a word I'm looking for. Our our hard rock deposits here really range of uh, sort of what creates the deposits, right from some marbles we have that have gold right in the marble up to huge, massive sulfide deposits. 
Uh, one of one of my claims uh, up here is just a massive, like huge chunk of iron. It's all uh, iron pyrotite and um, and quartz all together, and like huge big chunks of this just solid iron rock. And everywhere that the iron meets the quartz, you get the the, the gold depositing in between there. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we do have big sulfide deposits around. Okay, and at least you still get some quartz in here. A lot of ours, we don't have any quartz. No, okay, yes, no, uh, a lot of our deposits will still have the quartz in with it. Um, and we do have then, some some of the the quartz stringers and whatnot that you can have basically just a pure quartz scene that has some gold fleck in it, but typically they are, almost almost all of them do have some sort of sulfide um, con- concentration around that Okay. Yeah, down here we're dealing with not only the sulfides, but pretty much everything I dig out of the ground has copper in it, which right. just wreaks havoc on our chemicals. Right. We we have big copper deposits, but we don't really have a problem of the copper and the gold mixing together causing us problems. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, here it's it, once you find copper, you'll find gold. So it, it, they're really intermixed. Yeah, we have we have some pretty big copper mines in BC here, and like their purpose is they are copper mines, but you know they're pulling a lot of gold out of the ground with that <laughs> copper. Uh, their purpose of the mine is for the copper, but you you know like their operating cost is probably the the gold that's coming out of there. The copper is just all above and beyond. So yeah, we do have the mix of gold and copper together for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, the gold kind of the gold and the silver is kind of a bonus for them. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for calling, Jim. My pleasure. You guys have a good evening. You too. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye. Bye, Jim. Okay, Kathleen? Yeah. Um, so, in the States, we have organizations like uh, the GPAA, the Gold Prospectors Association of America, wh- where you pay annual memberships and your whole family is included and you can camp and and go to different claims across the United States and keep what you find. Do they have anything like that in British Columbia? We do have one club um, and I think it's like, I think it's $400 a year. You buy a membership in the club and you get to go and try a few dozen claims. And the guy that runs the club, he's another one of the uh, claim sellers. And sort of the idea is you get to go try all these claims until you find one you like, and then you can buy that claim. So the claims he has are always rotating through. Like he's always got different claims for people to go try. And a very popular club. I know lots of people that have gone to it. Some people will go into that club for the purpose of buying a claim. Some people will go into the club just to get the opportunity to try so many different spots. Uh, We have had a couple other clubs like that in BC. I know one of them folded because uh, someone in the club fell on a rock, smashed his face on a rock on the creek, and then sued the club because of that. And uh, that folded the club because their insurance just couldn't cover that. So, yeah, that was the end of that one. Uh, But we still have the one active club up here. Okay. I know that's how a lot of people um, get involved in in prospecting here. 
in the States at first, you know, when, when they just don't know where to go. Um, we just don't have a lot of claims, at least in the Midwest. So that, that's been a big popular thing here. That's why I asked that question. Right, right. Yeah, and I don't know of anything nationally, uh, like clubs that sort of span more than just BC. Uh, and really, there's not that much gold outside of BC in Canada. Uh, Alberta's got a couple rivers of gold, but not much. And then once you get out into the prairies, it's pretty barren. Um, so got BC is hot spot for gold. <laughs> Uh, and as I said, there's that one big club. I think there was a second one out on Vancouver Island that's sort of just a very localized area, but nothing big like what you have there. Hmm. Interesting. Here's another caller for you guys. All right, that's our good friend Scott Swiftwater Tony calling. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Damn me, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> I think you guys are doing pretty good tonight. Why, thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you got a question for Dan? I got some, yeah, I got some stuff for Dan. You know what, Dan? I love your videos, man. Great setups. Uh, I like your personality. It works great. But I want to know something. I want to tag on the back of what Jimbo was asking you. Uh, since you are a teacher and you have you have actually chemical knowledge and stuff like that, have you ever wrote an article? And if so, where can we find that information? And if not, is it possible that maybe you could write stuff down to let people know? that are getting into hard rock mining, uh, actually what to use, what not to use, what's a waste of time, what's more beneficial to you? Is there a chance of anything like that in the future? Well, uh, there's always a chance, but that's, you know, most, one of the reasons I started taking videos of my classes, my lessons, was to get some of the theory that I do out there for the public to, to see. Now, again, I don't go too much into hard rock. That's really not my specialty. Uh, plaster is more my thing. Uh, and all of my knowledge is basically self-taught. Uh, I did take a few university courses on earth science and geology and stuff like that, but really most, most of my own knowledge is self-taught, so I'm not an expert in the field in any way. Uh, there's a bit of a joke uh, when it comes to teaching. Uh, to, to teach a, jo a dog a new trick, you just need to know more than the dog. Well, it's kind of the same with students. To teach students about this stuff, you just have to make sure you know more than the students. So my knowledge level isn't way, way up there because I have self-taught myself most everything. So I wouldn't be comfortable going and writing uh, papers on the subject. Uh, but Well, the, I mean, as a prospector, though, I mean, it could be like beneficial to a person like myself to find out where you actually messed up and where you actually gained rather than right. me go through and find out the same things beforehand. You know, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think rather than papers, for me, that would be my videos um, to explain where I screwed up. Like the time I put too high, too high of a concentration of hydrochloric acid on the sulfides and almost evacuated the whole wing of the school because of the smell I made. Uh, so, yes, I have screwed up along the way, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay. But, but uh, I think the knowledge, that knowledge will have to come through my videos. Okay. Well, like I said, I like I said, I've watched. I just I've watched most of your videos in like probably the last two days. I actually really caught up on them a lot. And I, I like I said, I was going with Jimbo, and he's talking about the the chemical compounds and stuff like that, and that that's the stuff that you would know and that you teach. And I thought, you know, it'd be a great thing if you just write something that maybe you know I can catch something off of because you know I've always got a, a thing about information is power. As long as I have power, I can you know I can do pretty much anything I need to. Mm -hmm. And the more information that I get, it's like a funnel to, to everything that you to 
do. So I thought one man's information. I just didn't know if you ever wrote an article or if you ever felt like doing that or anything in that uh, sort of uh, frame. Yeah, just like the question earlier about uh, me writing a book. Writing is not my thing. Like, that, that's just not where I would go with, the, with it. Uh, I love doing the videos. I love doing talks to people. I love teaching the classes. But writing things down, that just isn't me. Uh, so I don't see myself going that direction. Okay. Well, fantastic, man. I'll tell you what. Any information you could put in your videos, just keep doing it. Because, like I said, I, we all I, watch. We all like them. So keep doing it. Thank you. All right. Scott, thank right, you. You guys have a good night. And I'll check you later. Biffles, by the way, good weekend up there in the rain on the live yes. feed. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome, brother. Took the new Our, truck out for a spin. What, you got a spin and a, and a free uh, car wash. Yeah. <laughs> we got mud on the tires, though. Hey. That's all. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. Thanks for calling, Scott. Take care. All right. You all have a good night. Dan, thanks again for your videos, and take care. All right. Thank all right, you. brother. Bye-bye. Okay, Kathleen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Okay, guys? Okay. Attention prospectors. Gold prices are on the rise, and to get gold, you will need the right equipment. That is why you should check out Dayton Prospecting with the best and newest products on the market, including the Martin Water Table, sluices, pans, and so much more. Visit the website at www.daytonprospecting.com or call 812-525-7155, daytonprospecting.com. Can't get enough of the gold shows on TV? Then go to YouTube and type in Dennis Dayton for more Indiana Gold Hunter adventures. In 1858, gold was discovered in the rivers of New Caledonia. This discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier, yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. All right, everybody, we're back with our guest, Dan Hurd, and we have another caller for you, Dan. Okay. All right, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Greg Henderson calling from British Columbia, Canada. Hey, how are you doing tonight, Greg? (laughs) How's it going, guys? (laughs) It's going good, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing doing wonderful, enjoying the show because it's that's my backyard, and I've, whenever Dan's talking there, it's like, oh, I've been there, I've been there, I've yeah, been there. <laughs> I've worked that clean. <laughs> yeah, geez, that's cool. You know, you know the Yale Bar, right? What's that? You know the Yale Bar. You've probably been to the Yale Bar. Oh yeah, well yes, definitely. <laughs> Everyone's been there. <laughs> yeah, well the Yale, yeah, the Yale uh, Public Panning Reserve. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, actually, I've got access to the Hills Bar through uh, uh, Rick Mills there. Oh, excellent! Yeah, and for the listeners, that's one of our more historic um, Gold Rush bars from the from back in the Gold Rush days. Really? Bar. Probably mm-hmm. the richest bar in history, I would say, of, of any Gold Rush as far as uh, gold per per square foot in in a, in a gravel bar. Probably. Oh wow! Very nice and. Do you, do you guys know each other or no? No, I don't know Dan. No, but uh, definitely watched his videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we work the same areas. Um, Thompson and the Fraser are my favorites. 
uh, my claims are quite a bit higher up north, up in uh, Goldbridge area and Braylorn, which is quite another famous area of uh, British Columbia as far as gold production goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying the show and uh, absolutely uh, can relate to you know what he's talking about in the the Thompson. You can throw a river a rock into the, uh, the the gravel bars there, and you can get twenty colors in every pan. Wow, that's doesn't matter amazing. where you are on that river. <laughs> For over a hundred kilometers, and the Fraser is the same. That's amazing. But those We're learning pla- so much about Canada. Yeah, it's awesome. But those places aren't open to the public, right? The nice thing about the Thompson River, uh, the Thompson River, you're the Thompson River, you're not allowed to claim on, right. except for two very, very small spots, and there's only maybe six claims in total. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the river is open to everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, if we came up there, we could pan in the Thompson River. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. All There's right. only two spots that have claims, and they're very, very small spots. Okay. Everywhere else is free for anyone to go pan. <laughs> that just sounds like an most awesomest river ever. <laughs> yeah, the bed, in the bedrock there is amazing. Wow. It's, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. That's cool. That's great that you guys have that right there and have access to it. It's yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's what it's about. Maybe yeah, someday... That, uh, one's really, that one's really easy to access, too, because the highway parallels the river right basically down at river level the whole way. Mm-hmm. So really easy access. Oh, wow. Well, maybe one day you guys will run into each other out there. Oh, I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan's not a hard guy to notice. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, like a... The guys with the big beard? Yeah. yeah, well, and I'm a bit follically challenged myself, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan's kind of like our Dennis. You'd know yeah, him. he's like our Dennis. You'd Dave. know him anywhere, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. You got a good point. So, you got a question for, for Dan Gregg? Or? Um, geez, you know, uh, no, it was more just, uh, you know, I enjoy what he does. Uh, he, he is a, an excellent teacher of, of, of our. Uh, trade, mm-hmm. if you want to call it, uh, our hobby. Um, it, it absolutely just to enjoy the way that he goes about doing things, and it's a very analytical way uh, of teaching, and uh, like I said, someday I'll bump into him somewhere along the way, and uh, I'm sure that we'll uh, tell lies to each other sure. until we're blue in the <laughs> face, and uh, uh, no, just wanted to say hello and uh, cool. chat with you guys again, of course. It's very always nice. fun to talk to you guys. Oh, yeah. Wait. And uh, I'll leave it up to the to the rest of the guys that want to phone in and uh, ask questions. Awesome. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, always great Thanks to hear from you. In. Yeah. Thank you very much for those kind words. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, call in anytime, Greg. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care, brother. So Greg's a celebrity, too. What's that? Greg's a celebrity, too. Yeah. Greg's been on, yeah. actually was a guest on the show before, and, and yeah. he was on that TV show that can't. What was? I oh, see, curse, curse of, of the, the frozen, frozen gold. gold. That was yep. it. Curse of the frozen gold. Thank you, Rich. Curse yes, it was. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I didn't want to say the wrong name, and you know, I'm bad about names anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, pretty cool. Yeah, he's like right there by Dan. That's pretty neat. Prospect in the same areas and everything. So, Kathleen, you got any more questions? I just have one more. Go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm still intrigued. I'm going to go back to the government. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Everyone loves talking government, eh? <laughs> well, you know, 
we know what's going on in, here in the States, but I also want to know, you know, what's going on in Canada. And I'm just intrigued by the whole working the claim um, rule, I guess. Does the government, you know, tax you on what you find, or do they ever want to know exactly how much you found or anything like that? No, the tax rules around gold prospecting are really in the miner's favor, for sure. Um, if you are pulling in less than, I think it was 50000 I, I, I think, uh, if you're pulling in less than 50000 uh, there's no taxes on it at all. Um, and they basically don't care. Uh, if you're over 50000 uh, they're taxing you at a very small percentage. And I can't remember if it was 0.5% or 5%, but I think it was actually 0.5. It's a very, very small percentage. And that is basically just hitting the big mines because, well, you have to be 50000 or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to pee in $50,000. Yeah, you're not a fan of that, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're not uh, so, in that. <laughs> so so the, the tax rules are very much in our favor for, for mining. Uh, and that's probably another reason why mining is so big in BC. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like they they love their miners. Yeah, plain and simple. They, now we we do have some fairly strict rules, as I said before about yeah. dredging and all that. And uh, it it can be very tough for the small guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they just put out a bulletin not long ago where they were trying to clarify a bunch of the rules and. You know, when they when they were all done with their their information bulletin, it was almost like we couldn't do anything at oh, all. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, one of the things they were even saying in there implied that we weren't allowed to pan in the creek. Now they went back on that one really quick. I think there was enough of a backlash about people saying, "What the heck are you talking about here?" <laughs> and they went back on it and sort of lightened up a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're pretty strict environmentally here when it comes to the little guy okay yeah so if you wanted to just high bank on one of the 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 panning reserves or claims would you be able to as long as you kept the stuff from going back into the river no the the public panning reserves for recreational panning uh very very clearly states that you're only allowed to pan there uh, in order to use a high banker or any kind of machine at all, any kind of sluice that, as long as your water's not going back to the creek, you have to be on someone's claim. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, um, like if you're just the public wanting to go play, um, you're basically limited to a pan. Okay. Okay, Kathleen. <clears throat> it would take me forever to paint. <laughs> Yeah. But, but, you know, I I do love running a stream sluice and just sitting there, you know, running the material in and letting the uh, nature's current do the work. But, um, you know, unfortunately, you can't do that there either. No, stream sluices aren't allowed. I would love to be able to do that because it's so so much more peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, relaxing. And you get to There's no noise but the river. And I, I often look at the uh, plume of mud I make in my, with my pan and thinking that there's no way a stream sluice can be making more right. of a mess than what I'm doing with a pan. Right. But unfortunately... Yeah. And what we find here, <clears throat> you know, in the areas we go, it, it, it attracts the fish. They like the, um, 
the sediment, I guess, that, that stirred up and they're eating all the organic matter. So we see that a lot up here, um, that as soon as you start panning, sluicing, dredging, or, or whatever, whatever's coming out, it just seems to attract the fish. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen them feeding right off of uh, what, what looks to just be mud coming out of my pan. Yeah. Right. But obviously there must be some organics of some sort in there. Oh, yeah. Come in and the little fish just start going at Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Oh, Kathleen, you got anything else? Turn it over to Rich. No, I yeah, don't. I got a couple. I, right. I think there's a couple left. You guys asked just about everything. <laughs> Rich. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, now it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where else have you prospected besides BC? Any place else up there? Uh, I mean, did you ever get to Alaska or anything? Or No, I've stayed really close to home. Uh, the, the farthest... Uh, Away, I would have gone would probably be about three hours drive up mm -hmm. north, which would be the Lillooet area of the Fraser Valley. Uh, but no, I really stay close to home, um, and I haven't gone and done anything into any of the other provinces or up into Alaska. Although uh, definitely sounds like fun going up to Alaska, and I may do that someday. But uh, so far, no, I've stayed close to home. So basically, you go out for like the weekend, or you go out for a week or two with you and your wife in your van. I seen you had your van or your RV set up there. Yeah, we we usually keep it. Uh, I, I I try to keep most of my trips to day trips. Although I do end up finding myself doing overnighters mm -hmm. fairly frequently. Uh, and then once in a while, in the summer, we'll again we'll go away like a, as a family and do those overnight camping trips to a few claims. Mm -hmm. But typically, so, it's one-day trips. Okay. So I understand that, you know, it, you can only use a pan in certain areas there, but on your claim, you can use a high banker, correct? Yeah. Yep. Now, do you have a high banker? Yes. Um, I actually have what, a couple of them. What, what uh, do you have and what nutting do you use? Ah, uh, I've, I've made all my own equipment. Uh, okay. So luckily, being a metalwork teacher, I know how to work with sheet metal quite well. Uh, so I've uh, made all my own equipment. I have a high banker that is, uh, oh, what's but the sluice on it's uh, 12 inches wide, four feet long, a oh. fairly large hopper, so I can throw dirt from a long distance and get into it. Um, Grizzly classifies it down to three eighths of an inch before it goes into sluice. Mm -hmm. And does it have uh, a slick plate in it? Um, very small. Very small at the top end, more of, a, more of just a crash box up there with no matting above, below the crash box. So oh, if really? you want to call that a slick plate, but really it's just acting as a crash box. And I am very sold on gold hog mats. Mm -hmm. um, I was so skeptical when I first saw them and first started yeah. using them. We and, you know, there, there's still a little bit of me that uh, relies on the old ways. At the bottom foot of my sluice, I still have some expanded steel on miner's moss, but the top three feet are all gold hog mat, and really, I never find anything in that bottom foot. The hog mat catches it all. So you don't have anything under your hopper then? No, nothing directly under the hopper, just flat plate underneath the hopper, um, letting the, the material sort of churn up a little bit before it goes over the first uh, few uh, sections of hog mat. 
and basically when you take material home, correct? I, or do I you do it all out there? Home, uh, it depends on where I'm at, whether I'll finish it at the creek or not, and that usually depends on how coarse the gold is. If I'm right. working a place that has coarse gold, I'll often finish it at the creek because it's quick and easy. Right. Uh, if I'm working the Fraser or the Thompson or one of those places that has lots of fine gold, I'll take the cons home and then run it through either the gold cube if I have a lot or I have a little That's finishing. That's what I was going to ask the next question. What else do you have to do your cleanup material? Yeah, it, it would be the gold hog or the, the gold cube if uh, I have a lot of material, uh, mm -hmm. small cleanup sluice if I only have a small amount, or the gold pan. Uh, I have I have a blue bowl. I don't use it. Um, right. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I have a Miller table, and I don't use it either. Uh, both the both the Miller table and the uh, blue bowl I just find too slow and tedious. Mm -hmm. So you basically just classify your material at the stream, take it home, run it through the cleanup sluice, uh, classify it down, and pan it out. Correct. Yeah, that that's that's typically what I do. Yes. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. So. Uh, oh, I asked one of Dennis' questions. Any <laughs> scary things that happen while you prospect? Yeah, had to ask it. <laughs> scary Bears? things happen while I prospect. Uh, I've been lucky in that I've never run into a bear out there. Uh, I know there are bear everywhere in our backcountry. Like, we have lots of bear here. I've never had an encounter with one other than seeing one on the side of the road as I drive by. Uh, so I've been lucky that way. Um... No real close calls with falling rocks or anything like that. I did have one fairly big boulder come down on me as I was digging underneath it, but I sort of was expecting it. So when mm -hmm. it started moving, I was able to easily get out of the way. So that was a little bit scary, but not really. I think the most scary thing I encountered was going to check out a claim for the first time. I had to go through some private land. And as I was driving to the private land, uh, I saw some people, so I stopped to ask permission the right thing to do and the owner came up to me to talk talk to me and he seemed fairly nice but the people that he was with i think wanted to sort of intimidate me a little bit as i was going through their land so hmm. they pulled out their guns and started shooting off rounds not really in my direction but it was enough that it, it made me quite oh, nervous yeah. um, after talking with the owner though uh he was happy to let me through and I would, everything was good after that. But, you know, you guys might be a bit more used to the guns down there in the States because I know it is more common. <laughs> Up here in Canada, we don't, we're, yeah. we're not a gun culture at all. And, you know, having someone 100 feet away from you shooting off a gun it was, it was quite intimidating for me. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sometimes you have uh, to be more afraid of other people than <laughs> creatures. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How big and uh, how big is the biggest nugget? We'll ask that question the other <laughs> way. Okay, uh, actually, just a few minutes before the show came on, I posted a picture of it uh, oh, on the website. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. My biggest nugget is one point six four grams, nice. so not huge. No, that's gigantic. <laughs> but uh, but it was enough to get my heart racing, and I was so excited that day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. Rich, was that the one with the was that the one with the canoe trip? The canoe trip? Was that the video? Uh, no, no, that one there. What was that? That was point one four. That one. Okay. Point one four of a gram. Yeah, I, sorry, Canadian. I deal with grams for everything. No, that's fine. Uh, but uh, the 
The biggest one was found on Mission Creek, a creek that goes right through the town of Kelowna, so it's basically mm. in town. And I pulled uh, the 1.6 off there. And I've uh, pulled quite a few half-gram, three-quarter-gram nuggets out of uh, a few different claims of mine, but hmm. 1.6 was nice. Nice. Hey, Rich, there's a caller. Go ahead. Take okay. It. All right. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, it's you. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't get to ask my question. Rich just asked it. <laughs> Go ahead. Did, 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 I, no, I haven't got to, I just got to listen to bits and pieces because we have been really busy. Uh, but, no, go uh, ahead, brother. Did anybody ask my favorite question yet? Yes. Which one? What's the scariest moment you ever had? <laughs> so we just... Yes, we just Well, good. Did. At least it got asked. That Rich go back just and to asked it. it. He said, I'm going to ask Dennis's question. Uh, I was like, yes, we make sure you well, do. Now, here's here's the other question that I have. I heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, uh, Dan, but you guys got the best beer in Brats? Beer and brats? Oh, we got we got good beer. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we got good beer up here. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'll make sure. I, I when I when I fill up when I get ready to get my passport, I guess I have to make sure I put uh, I get everything filled out right. Like you know, relative yes, Uncle Dan. Uncle Dan. Re- yeah. Reason for visit, coming <laughs> to get a claim. Beer and brats. <laughs> yeah. You got you got to be careful with our Canadian beer. You guys might find it a little strong for you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I can handle a couple. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay, Dan. Here, all the hooligans are going to come up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dennis, Look you can call here. Anne Shirley too. Yeah, Shirley's yeah. from Canada too, Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. that's See? right. Aunt Shirley, Uncle Dan. That's yeah. right. Your whole family's up here. Yeah, pretty much. Darn right it is. Until <laughs> I get that claim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's Brother Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sister Shirley. All right. Are you nuts? I, see, I see some people on the forum right now talking about the rainy season up here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that might be something to mention. Uh, just Sure, go ahead, Dan. On the Fraser River, um, it, as I said before, it's a really big river. Right. It can be like a quarter kilometer across in some places, and there is just millions of gallons of water going by. And one thing about the Fraser is it fluctuates in height a lot and very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not uncommon for it to change 10 feet overnight. Wow. Oh, really? And uh, it has caught a lot of miners off guard. You know, they, they're prospecting for a weekend. They leave their stuff set up. Right. And then they come back in the morning and find that it's all washed away. Or they've actually created rules in the Fraser that if you're working with machinery down there, like for big-scale mining type stuff, blaster mine, that you have to be, I think it was three meters vertically above the river to have any piece of machinery. And that's just in case the water comes up that you have time oh, to get, to get machinery out. away before the river washes you away. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Now, yeah, what and if- I noticed that we spent three days just the high banker on one of my claims there. Amazing claim. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I lost that. But well, that's a different story. Uh, but I spent three days there, and um, we had to move every day up the slope because spring runoff was starting, mm-hmm. and every day the water would come up about five feet. Right. And uh, so every day we just have to pick up our operation and move it up up the slope. And oh, the, be- wow. the best gold is on the Fraser is at the lowest possible point. Mm-hmm. But that's to keep abandoning the best gold because it was coming for us. Because it's raising up. Right? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
yeah, that's something you have to deal with every year too. So you guys are kind of used to it. Now, what about platinum? Platinum. Yeah, we have the best platinum river around here in uh, BC, Tulamine River. Mm-hmm. I think it's only one of two rivers that have mineable quantities of platinum and gold in the same river. Right. And um, really, really, really nice place to go mining. Now, one problem with the Tulamine is it's been worked hard. Oh, okay. Really hard over the years. So it is harder and harder to find much of anything there these days. Mm-hmm. But you can still find the pockets. You can still find grains of platinum. You can find still find nuggets of platinum there. Have you ever found any platinum? I have found small grains. Small grains. Um, I have a claim on Blakeburn Creek, which is one of the creeks that flows into the Tulamine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pulled oh, wow. uh, platinum grains out of there. Very nice. Now, yeah, do I you find the, the I call platinum. them grains, not flakes, because platinum often forms small balls or like sand grains rather than flakes. It doesn't really pound out into flakes too often. So, okay. And you find that um, in in placer deposits. Plaster deposits, and actually, uh, the Tulamine area in general is really well worked these days for its hard rock platinum. Hmm. Nice, very nice. Yeah, uh, I, I'm supposed to tell you that Shirley sent you a friend request, Dan. So, oh. <laughs> Aunt Shirley. <Okay. laughs> yes, uh, apparently I've got one sitting here. Uh, on the okay, yeah, yeah, probably just... Shirley. Yep, that'd be Shirley. Sorry, I just got that message. I figured I better pass that on to you. Oh, no, there's three more of them here now. Oh, you're popular guy And now that tonight. we've said this, I'm probably going to get even more, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to get a lot more than that. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Guaranteed. Oh, for oh, sure. No, none of them are Shirley. I just went and accepted the three that were there, and none of them are Shirley. <laughs> oh, wow. Hers must be en route. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so when does your season pretty much close up? How much longer you got? I can run all year round here. Oh. Um, the Fraser River is a fairly low-lying river, and elevation-wise, and because of where it goes to the province, it's in a pretty dry belt, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that there are years where we can work the Fraser 12 months. Oh, now, okay. usually oh, wow. there's a month of cold in February somewhere that just pushes us out. Right. But, Other but I was there in February last year working it, and it was beautiful. Oh, wow. Uh, so Very. We, we can work all year here. Uh, our local claims, uh, we can work up to about December before the snow pushes out of the hills. Right. And then we can get back into them in about April or May. Okay. Gotcha. Very nice. Dennis, got, got anything, Dennis? No, not not okay. really. I mean, I... Well, I, I, know you had to, I knew you had to leave early, so that's why... Yeah, and uh, well, the good thing is, is you know, being here at work when the show actually ends, I'll I'll put it on replay and and uh, on my breaks. And well, no, of course, I got to do Facebook Live on my first break. Facebook Live, break, oh, yeah. yeah. On the second, third break, stuff like that, I'll I get to I'll re-listen to the whole show. So okay, great. Now, Dan, uh, are do you have a Facebook page as well? I do. My Facebook page, though, I keep for like friends and family. Okay. Uh, the my my. My public page basically is the YouTube channel. Okay, and and what is that? Can you tell everybody? My YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, the easiest way uh, to find me on YouTube is just to search for Dan Hurt. I'll be the first thing that comes up. Uh, to actually give you the whole address and stuff, it's all okay. 
right? Yeah, it's been on the site all night. People's been posting in the chat room. Too. Have they? Good. Okay. Yep. That way the yep. link's up there and getting spread around. Now, any big uh, plans for anything coming up here soon? Any new projects in the works? Oh, we've got lots of small big things small going on <laughs> really soon here for me. All right. Um, this next weekend, I'm going to be over at Rock Creek Fall Fair. Where they asked me to go and put on a little booth for teaching kids how to pan. Awesome! So yeah, I, I'll definitely take a video of that. And oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's fun. Um, right at, right away after that, the following week, uh, I've been asked to go to a big mining conference. It's a industry conference mm-hmm. for big mines. Okay, people from big mines, uh, but all the all the big mining companies around here put money into a consortium that um, is promoting education of mining. Okay. We call it Minerals Ed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Minerals Ed has found me and two other teachers that they're paying our entire way to go to this conference wow. just so we can sit in and listen to what the big the big wigs learn about. Right. And we're just going to go there as observers, basically, sure, and uh, see what it's like, and then see if there's anything we can take away from that that we can add to high school curriculum. Exactly. So that that's exciting. Like yes. thousands of dollars for registration for this conference that they've they're paying for for us. That is that is and, great. Yeah, as the lady said, we're going as their guests, so they're going to yeah. treat us as guests there. It, it, it's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as far as prospecting, the the next big thing is next spring. I'm not for people who have been following my channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mine up above me here. Um, that I put permits in for the machinery. Uh, the day before I went to take all the machinery up there, forestry came in and removed the bridge that accessed my claim. Oh. Because they, they were deactivating the roads uh-huh. in, the, in that section, and they removed the bridge, so <laughs> oh. I couldn't get into the best spot. Okay. So in the spring, I plan to go and find the back road that will take me around long ways around but the the other way in mm-hmm. and actually go and take the machinery in and work that site okay i hope to pull some nice gold out of there nice look forward to cool. seeing them videos that'd yeah. be great so any new videos coming out here real soon or no uh the next one will be the rock creek i'll definitely have a video coming out of that one okay. uh, right away and i have two other spots on the fraser river that i want to go and check before before winter, mm-hmm. uh, but that could be any time, really. And I'll definitely take videos of those when I go out there. Great. Well, Dan, it's been it's been wonderful having you, and we hope you come back again sometime. Definitely. Oh, I love you. This yeah. is great. I love doing this. <laughs> you know, I learned so much tonight. Yeah, I did too, actually. You know? Canada. That is pretty cool. I kind of have to put Canada on my bucket list now too yeah, yeah we can uh, uncle dan let me know when the next family <laughs> reunion is so uh okay, I, you I won't miss that. <laughs> yeah you, you don't have to necessarily put canada on your map there bc bc is where the gold's at bc 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 yeah. that's it so that's how far is that up into canada though oh um british columbia it's uh canada's divided up into provinces they all run north south basically mm-hmm. so um they Almost all of them touch the U.S. border down along the 49th right. there. So B.C. is uh, right there on the border, and I'm only an hour north of the border where I'm at. Oh. Right, because I know we could be in Canada in like three hours or something from 
here in Ohio, but yeah, but we would have to go Windsor. out west and then then yeah. north. Yeah, because we're up in Windsor, and then it'd be like headed up to BC from there. Oh, is that BC yeah, over by that... Washington and stuff? Yeah, BC's on the west. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're just just north of Washington, so gotcha. yeah, we're the other side of the continent, though. You guys. Yeah. Uh, ah, very cool though. Someday. Yep. Someday, but Dan, if yes. You take it up here. I'll definitely find a place to take you to. Oh, someday soon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're gonna hold you to it. So okay. And like I said, you ever make it up this way? You you got our number. Give us a call. We'd love to go hang out with you and take you dredging. It'd be fun. Teach you how to dredge? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you could do the video of it the whole time, so that'd be cool. Perfect. Yes, and but like I said, you're welcome back anytime. It's been an honor and a pleasure having you, brother. And uh, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. You have a great night, Dan. You too. All right. Thanks take for care. joining us, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Bye, buddy. Okay. Bye now. Awesome, awesome guest and guy. For sure. I know. I learned so much about, <laughs> you know, what goes on up in Canada or BC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. And I think it's really cool that he, that he teaches it in school. I think yeah. they should do that here. I wish more people would. Why don't they do I that? I wonder if they do that out west. I never heard of it. It's the first I've ever heard of it being taught in a school, and I think it's oh, great. Wow. Well, you know, there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of earth science. Sure. You know, geology. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us started out being rock hounds, you know, yeah. and I would have loved something like that. Right, but I mean, like he said, you know, Canada's like pro-mining, and the states are anti-mining anymore. They're just trying to shut everything down here and there. They just want to find more ways to make it grow. It's... Although they don't, they don't allow dredging. No, but <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, you guys got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be more fit doing it the old-fashioned way yeah. with the high banker and shoveling. And I could get by with hey, just the high banker. You know, I, I still love doing that. So oh, yeah, me too. High banking's awesome. I mean. What did we do before we had a dredge? Exactly. <laughs> well, hey guys, well, like, well, I got about a minute left. How about we do? How about we do a dry? Uh, a dr- a, give uh, away them Arizona cons. Arizona dry giveaway. Yeah, Dennis is and Shirley and Everett Hooker, our good friends. Aunt Shirley is going to be giving away <laughs> a, a a bag of Arizona dry wash cons. So, Kathleen, you got that random organizer pulled up yet? I do. All right. You got a name yet? And I do have a name. One minute, 30 seconds, like always. The rules apply. You must answer in the chat room that you are here. All right. We have Kevin Hill. Kevin Hill. One minute, 30 seconds. Remember, they're on search cons. They're not sure if there's anything in them or not. So No, there's no guarantee in them. Uh, they, they come from an old abandoned mine. Uh, in, oh, God, I didn't sign up for that. Crap. <laughs> uh, in Arizona. So. All right. Kevin Hill. While you enjoy this wonderful music, Kevin Hill. He's here. He's here. Congratulations, Kevin Hill. You just won a bag of unsearched Arizona dry wash dry cons, cons out of an out of an old abandoned mine, right, Dan? You want yep. him to side site you then, or what? Or would you rather us send it to you? Well, uh, have send it send it to me. I'll have Tim or one of you guys, whoever gets the address, just send it to me in a text or something. Yeah, That's go ahead fine. and get it, Rich, if you can, brother. 
All right, I'll side chat him here, Kevin. Kevin, Rich is going to side chat you. Enjoy, and hey, you never know. And I'll be I'll be shipping everything out because I work the next three nights. So before I leave, when I, my my last morning when I get off Wednesday morning, that's when I'm, everything's going to the post office. Everything's getting shipped out. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. So. Congratulations again, and thanks to Shirley and Everett and Dennis for giving that away. Yep. All right. Awesome. Very nice. That is cool. So I think we got a couple more. Gi- oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, we do got another giveaway now. Now we did this one night, and this is is going to be a tough one. So, all right. Now everybody, pay close attention. <laughs> We're going to give away two tickets to the Dayton Gold Show. Okay. Now. Only if you're going to attend the gold show. So, how did we do that the last time, guys? I don't know. We just I don't a, know, but I think it comes with an autograph, right? You're going to sign an autograph uh, on Tim? I ain't got him. Sonny's got him. <laughs> so no, no, no. You, yeah, but at the gold show, though, you're going to autograph something for him, right? Like your you're autograph, your shirt or hat, wherever they want? You're going to autograph something. Yes, correct. You're, you're correct. <laughs> yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Whatever they want, you're going to autograph. Right. <laughs> Agree. Okay. So, uh, let's... Well, I think how we, you know, did, like, the AMRA thing when, when they had their thing. Oops, sorry. Dropped my you did numbers or something, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, we did numbers for everybody that was interested in Ohio or the surrounding states that will definitely go. Right. You know. If you don't want it, you just say, I'll pass. And we'll then if pass, you do, just say, I'm here if you want it. I think we just had them pick a number. From like one to a, but, but that was miserable. Though. It was yeah, tough. Oh god, yeah. Everybody kept, yeah. Everybody yeah. kept picking the same numbers. Okay. So if we just you know draw a name, and if you're not going to be able to go, just say pass, and we'll just keep drawing another name. That could take hours. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you, I tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we have everybody that plans on attending have them send. Kathleen or someone their name she can put their names in a randomizer and then you draw the two names out of that no here you go you know the number 419-520-7574 let's see we're gonna take the third caller there we go if you will go and attend this Dayton Gold Show we have two tickets available you know don't call if you're not gonna use them leave them for somebody else that will use them so the third caller right now, 419-520-7574, gets two tickets to the Dayton Gold Show. So There you go. Easy, done, finished. <laughs> third caller. Yep. Only if you'll use them. If you want to go to the Dayton Gold Show and you're going, third caller. 419-520-7574. Let the delay kick in and bam. And what savings <laughs> is that? Graham autograph. What's that, Kathleen? What's the savings on that, though? Maybe you should talk about that and... The savings on the on the tickets. Oh, I, how much are those tickets? Good question. I think five dollars, isn't it? I think yeah. so, Rich. I think they're twenty five dollars if you get them early. Ten dollars at the door, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are donated by the OSPA and Buckeye chapter, I believe. So, all right, there's caller one. I'm just going to answer it to him. Caller one. Your caller number one. Try again. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Let's see. Keep calling back fast. You could be caller three. <laughs> <laughs> Call again. Come on. Same person. Call again. If you really want him. Sound like you really wanted him. 
Let's call her one. 419-520-7574. All right, I sent that to you, Tim. All right, you sent it to me, and I'll send it to Dennis. Yep, Devin okay. Hill got it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. It's John. John, are you, John, are you calling about the tickets? Yes. Okay, you're caller number two. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. All back. Bye, brother. I thought you might have been calling in with a question. Next caller. Next caller. You're caller number three. Hey, what's up? All right, congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> you caller number one. I think it was caller number yeah. one. Made it back through to be caller number three. Who is it? <laughs> what's your name? Eric Carter. Eric Carter. Awesome. Awesome. Let's see, Eric. Where are you calling from, Eric? Uh, New Richmond, Ohio. Okay. Okay. So you're going to make it down to the Dayton Gold Show now. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, are you in the chat room, or are you just listening to the show? No, I'm just listening to the show. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'll probably have you maybe call back after we end the show, and I can get your mailing info. Okay. Would you do that? Yes. Okay. I'm going to write this number down, or I'll even call you back at the at this number. Let me see. That Congrats. way, that way we can get all your mailing info, and and uh, Sonny will get those tickets mailed out to you. Okay. Okay. All right, and congratulations. Enjoy, and uh, stop by and see us. Stop at the booth, and you know, we'd get an like, autograph. Yeah, get an autograph from Dennis Dayton. We'd like to meet you. <laughs> all right, thank you. All right, you congratulations, Eric. We'll call you right after the show, buddy. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks again to Sonny Lucas and the OSPA and the Buckeye Chapter for that. That's very cool. I think that worked good. We're doing it for that kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and don't forget, everybody, uh, next week, Bill's Pure Gold will be there if you want to come on out. Yeah, there's a couple we, we questions have, on the site about that. A couple questions on the site? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah we got a couple more giveaways. Yeah, too. we got there's that, too. There's a question oh. on the site about... Uh, I guess parking camping or something. Paul put on there something about that he talked to Bill. He said Tim Z will be going over everything. Just just got off the phone with Bill. Uh, something about camping or something. I don't know. Okay. Bill, it doesn't say much. Okay. I guess there's not much room for campers or something. Maybe I'm not. Oh, 100% I don't know sure. honestly. But none of us got campers. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe down in that area that we're going right. Like I said, that's basically yeah. just a like a. Oh, I'm pulling my trailer. That little trailer right. Well, I you can always pull that up. It's pull the trailer yeah. into bills. Yeah, but, uh, the RVs are gonna be hard getting in the field though. Yeah, they just gotta oh. stay up at the main thing up at bills there probably. If oh. there is any RVs, you know, like Dennis said, he's got his trailer. That's just a small trailer, though. So. Yeah, that's a small one. No, that you little black one I got. I don't think you'll have no problems getting that in there. You'll see. It's not bad. You know? Right. Not bad at all. Okay. And uh, let me see. What else, Rich? Two more giveaways. Oh, more than that. <laughs> more than that. Not oh, more than wow. That. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, don't forget we'll be in uh, Nashville at the Nashville GPA Golden Treasure Show October 8th and 9th. And then we'll be at the Dayton Golden Treasure Show October 22nd and 23rd. So if you're at any of them shows, stop on by and see us. We'd love to meet you and say hello. 
Now, yeah, we got we got like Uber Uber giveaways going on. Okay. Give me one second. Seconds up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do something problem. real quick. All right. Kathleen just sent me a thing. Said uh, Jimbo is offering two bags of Pirate yes. Cove booty sample bags. Pirate Cove. Pirate's Cove. Pirate <laughs> Cove booty sample bags, huh? Giving away two of those, Jimbo is? Hey, he, never, he, he must. He must have never went through them. I'll All be right. damned. All right, so, Kathleen. <laughs> two winners then. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. The rules are as always: one minute, thirty seconds to answer. Kathleen, do them one at a time, okay? One name, one winner. Okay. Is it going to be both bags to one winner or two bags, two winners? No, two winners. Two winners. Two winners. It is. Go All for right. it. I've got William White. William White. One minute, thirty seconds for a bag of pirate. Booty from our friend Jimbo at Jimbo's Gold. William, He's taking on my property, isn't he? William White. <laughs> Here, that's what we think, Dennis. <laughs> Enjoy the music, the soothing music, while we wait for William White to answer. <laughs> He's here. Awesome. All right. Congratulations, William White. You just won a bag. What is it? A sample bag, Kathleen? Yes. Sample they're sample bag? bags of Pirate Pirates Cove booty. Booty. All right. Congratulations, William. Rich, are you taking care of the side messaging? Uh, yeah. All right. Rich Cooley's going to send you a side chat. Just send him all your mailing lost info. lost my paper, though. <laughs> all right. I'll write that. Kathleen, draw another name. Got another one. We have Angelina Horn. Angelina Horn. One minute, 30 seconds. I don't seconds. know how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it. Got it? That's a, a bag of pirate's booty. Bag of pirate's... Booty. Booty. Oh, my God. What was that name again, Kathleen? Angelina, Angelina Horn. Angelina Horn. What? What is it again? I believe. Oh, she's here already. That was fast. Congratulations, Angelina. Same thing. Rich will send you a message. Send him your mailing info, and we'll get that out to Jimbo. So, two winners. Both got a sample bag of Pirate's Cove booty. All right. Don't go away. There's there's more. We're going to take a quick, uh, quick commercial break. And we got a couple more awesome giveaways to go. So uh, let's do this commercials, and we'll come back, and we'll give them away. Okay? That'll work. That'll give Rich time to gather that info, too. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be right back, everybody. If you're interested in gold prospecting or treasure hunting as a career, hobby, passion, or just something you're interested in getting into, you have to visit goldprospectorspace.com. At goldprospectorspace.com, you'll find forums, chats, 
videos, blogs, sections on dry washing, metal detecting, high banking, and so much more at goldprospectorspace.com. There's a store, classifieds, and at goldprospectorspace.com every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern Time. Tune in to Prospectors Radio, the talk show for gold prospectors and treasure hunters. Goldprospectorspace.com is a social network with thousands of members, and everything you need is at goldprospectorspace.com. Sign up today and get connected to others who share your love of gold and gold prospecting. Let the treasure hunt begin at goldprospectorspace.com. Goldprospectorspace.com. Hey everyone, I want to take a minute and talk about a centerpiece that's just been introduced by the prospector. It's called the Little Gold Spinner. It is compact and very portable. The Little Gold Spinner is made run raw material, but is efficient enough to use as a finisher for your concentrates. It's been tested to recover 99 plus percent. I have seen the Little Gold Spinner in the field, and I have seen it work. It does recover gold right down to the fine powder. The Little Gold Spinner is very simple to set up and run, about one minute of setup time with no leveling. Just set it and start running dirt. Clean out is very easy and quick also. Pull the plug out of the little gold spinner and rinse your concentrates into the gold pan below. You have about a cup of concentrates to clean out, and that's it. Don't forget, everybody, they will be at the gold shows, so stop by and see them. Or you could check them out at their website, theaul.com, or you can give them a call at 574-326-5765. The little gold spinner is completely made in the USA, so check them out. And remember, if you're going to dig for it, get it all, theaul.com. All right, everybody. I tell you, I, real quick, I wanted to, to say a note on that. Anybody that's wanting to get one of those units, um, I can't, I can't stress enough. Get one. The layaway. Because he has a layaway now, and he's also letting people. He got an introductory off right now. It's like seven hundred dollars or something like that off the, the the Creekside model. Oh wow! Unreal what he, what he what he's doing. Yeah. And you can also put one in layaway, and he's going to let you layaway it at the introductory offer because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So if 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 a lot of the people that don't have the money, now is the time to nab one of them things. Especially now, you, they are awesome. Right, because layaway it now. Winter's coming. By the time spring comes around, you'll have it paid off, and you'll have yep. it to use. And it's such an awesome machine. Check it out at the gold shows if you're going. You you'll love it for sure. I mean, we're just blown away by this machine. And oh yeah. Lee is such a great guy, him and his family, so hats off to him for sure. All right, a couple more awesome, super awesome giveaways. Now, our good buddy, John Markham, a lot of people know him. They know he's down in Nome right now, doing living the dream, we like to say. He's down there dredging in the Bering Sea, and uh, he's actually going to give away some dirt tonight. So we got a, a half-pound bag of red sand beach cons first, Okay. So, Kathleen, let's draw a name. And this is from our good friend, John Markham. And okay. he's, up, he's up there right now. So, this is for a half-pound bag, red sand beach cons. And these will be shipped straight out of Nome. So, Kathleen, let's hear it. We have Brian Kaiser. Brian Kaiser. One minute, 30 seconds. Dennis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It, it's soothing. Don't it soothe you while we wait for the name? It to, does. It is. It really is. Brian Kaiser. It's kind of like elevator music. Brian Kaiser. Brian Kaiser. 
This is for some gnome beach sand cons. Very sweet. I'd like to have them myself. I think Caleb got some of them. And that was really nice. Did he show how much gold he had? Yeah. It was really nice. Really was. Brian Kaiser. Tick tock. Time's a ticking. Don't want to miss on this one. No. No, you don't. I hope I'm saying his last name right. I'm thinking. K I S E R. That sounds like Kaiser to me. Yeah, it was nice and chunky, they said. The the gold Caleb got out of it. But these are, I think, are unsearched anyway, so there's no ever guarantee right. what you're going to get. Right. Brian Kaiser. TikTok. Okay. Aww. Couple more seconds. I hate to see him mess up. Got another name ready, Kathleen? I do. I don't have the little sound that we have. I think Ron always has that. <laughs> the one that goes, dee, 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 the timer thing. All um, right. All right, so give us another name. We have Dave Shock. Dave Shock. One minute, 30 seconds. I just seen Dave in the chat room. Dave Shock. One minute. I haven't seen him on here in a while, neither. First night back in a long time. There he is. Congratulations, Dave. You just won a Yay, bag, Dave. a half pound bag of Red Sand Beach Cons from straight out of Nome, Alaska, from our good friend John Markham, who's down there right now living the dream. So, Rich is going to side chat you and get your info. So, we can get that out to you. Now, we got time for one more. Everybody stick around. This is for a one-pound bag of unsearched dredge cons off from uh, Nome, Alaska, from our friend John Markham. So, this is the one. Oh, this is the one I'd love to have. Draw, draw my name, please. <laughs> Are you ready, Kathleen? I am ready. All right. Remember, one pound bag of dredge cons. You have one minute and 30 seconds. Kathleen, what's that name? It's This is how it appears in the chat room. Okay. It is Rob in Kansas. Rob in Kansas. One minute, 30 seconds. Rob in Kansas. Got to have it. Oh, gee. I, I, sorry, I have <laughs> Rob just left Kansas. <laughs> I'm watching the timer. Robin Kansas. Come on, Rob. In Kansas. Tick tock. Time is a ticking. Come on, Rob. In Kansas. It's like all these Robs in Kansas going, hey, that's me. Rob in Kansas. <laughs> Tick-tock, it's getting there. Oh, there he is. Wait. Uh, what? 
Are you? He's <laughs> in Kansas and needs to win some dirt. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> you just did, Rob. <laughs> we'll take that as a here. <laughs> he's definitely here. Oh my goodness! Delay. That's the delay. Watch him go. What? 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 Congratulations, Rob in Kansas. You just won a one-pound bag of unsearched dredge cons straight from the Bering Sea in Nome, Alaska. And I just want to thank our good buddy John Markham for that wonderful giveaway again. And uh, stick around. Don't get offline until we get all you guys' information at one. Okay? Rob in Kansas. Very cool. So... How you doing, Rich? I just need to get Robin Kansas. Robin Kansas. Everybody else. All right, Robin Kansas. Rich is sending you a side chat. The side chat, buddy. All you do is just type your information in right there. It should be already open in mm -hmm. front of you, right to the left. Very easy. I need your real name, Robin yes. Kansas. Yeah, don't put. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we need to have an actual name. Robin Kansas won't cut it. <laughs> No. Very cool. And please post some pictures. I, I really want to see what comes out of this. You know, and if anybody's interested, John's actually selling some of this dirt too, so you can check that out on his Facebook page. Just go to John Markham's page and you can order some. So thank you, John, very much for that. We appreciate it. I gotta write these names down. And uh so next week uh well, Rich won't be here next week. It'll probably, Kathleen, you'll get back home in time for a show, right? Yeah, we're going to leave um, okay. mid-Sunday and then... Right, home. me too. So it'll be, probably be me, you, and Ron, probably, because I don't think Dennis, there's no chance of broadcasting from down there. Zero no. to nine. So It's a dead zone. It is, it really sure. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. So, but... uh. Well, I'll be I'll be coming. So you're going to be going back, but uh, if there's no way of getting on down there, at least for Sunday night, I'm I'm going to the nearest hotel. I'll be on the show. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I, I kind of missed this one, so I definitely won't miss the next one. I'll be there. Okay. Awesome. Good. Well, so next week we'll just do open mic night because we're all going to be at the creek all weekend and stuff, and no no time plan for a guest and stuff, and it makes it tough because we'll be tired too, and we're not on our not we're giddy it seems like <laughs> we're giddy yeah we're giddy when we come so giddy yeah we are you guys know it we're giddy when we're tired all of us are so <laughs> so uh, open mic night next week we got some great guests coming up i won't oh, say yeah. who yet but uh some great ones that our our friend is helping us line up so very cool and uh we just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight uh don't forget come and see us at the GPA Golden Treasure Shows. Uh, am I forgetting anything, guys? Uh, Stop by and get an autograph from Tim at the uh -huh. booth. <laughs> we will be in Nashville and Dayton. Yep. Yep. So we'll be in Nashville October 8th and 9th. I still haven't got Rob's information yet. Rob in Rob. Kansas. We need that. Please do not get offline until we get that. Uh, if you don't know how to find the chat, just look to the right and find my name and click start chat. Yeah. If not, look to your left of the screen. You need, If you're on an iPhone, you need to make sure that you can see the chat room. 
Yeah. Okay, there. He's just saying I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, on the main page. No, he's saying it here in the chat room, too. But it's like, we need an address, Rob, in Kansas. Yeah, and put it over in the chat where I have it. I put, type your real name and address here, mm -hmm. over here. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, we need it, guy. Uh, Rob, we need that address. Do not get offline or, or we won't have your address. We're going to end the show, but we'll still be in the chat room. So make sure you, you answer Rich's side chat so uh, we can get that. Uh, all right, and uh, thanks again, everybody. We want to give a shout-out to our, our other co-host, Ron Harrison. He's on the road heading home to Reno. And I'm sure he's listening to the show. So, hey, Ron, and uh, drive hey, safe, brother. Uh, we have 399 followers. 399. We're 101 away from giving away that awesome prize pack, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Let's get some more. Let's give this away. I think we forget, don't we? All right. But yep. like I said, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I, we want to thank our guest again, Dan Hurd, for joining us. He was awesome. I want to thank my co-host for being here, as always. And uh, all I can say is until next week, everybody. We will talk to you then. Okay? Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night everybody. everyone. See you later. Bye, guys. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 730 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.